This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. So last night, Dak Prescott had a phenomenal showing against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts kind of falls back down to reality when it comes to this MVP race. But also Lamar Jackson. What an outstanding performance he had against the Rams, a game that did go to overtime, but still Baltimore somehow pulls off the victory. Who in your mind should be MVP of the league right now? Should be Trent Williams. Trent Williams should be MVP. (laughs) Yeah. What are his odds? I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that. Who do you want to bet on? (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't want to bet uh, all right. on any of these guys. I really don't. It's become such a week-to-week proposition. Um, yep. If you made me bet on somebody, I would put a few shekels on, like, Josh Allen, wherever he is. Because I, I, I think – I, I know we, we talked about this, um, you know, Joe, on, on, on our show yesterday morning. I think we may have talked about this the last couple of weeks. Um as well sizing up the MVP race. Like he could put this team on their back on his back. He could will mm-hmm. them into the playoffs. And and it, if he does that, that's the one person outside of like whoever the one seed quarterback is in the AFC, whoever the one seed quarterback is in the NFC. Like that's the one guy I think outside of, of that sort of chalk who could who could really make some noise now. Um I, I it's he's doing special stuff. You know he's doing he's doing things that fill up the box score, but also um, when you watch the highlights, even if you know a voter didn't see that game, and I don't, you know, mo- but you know, I would say most voters should. But people are or beat writers or columnists, and right, and they're 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 in another press box on deadline. But if you go back and even just watch a snippet of, of that game, the things that he does to keep plays alive, drives drives alive, he's going to keep running the ball. You can pencil him in for 10 carries, and I think he's got a, a rushing touchdown in now six of the last seven. His gross touchdown numbers are going to be pretty gaudy. And with all the turmoil there, right, and McDermott and what he said three years ago, two years ago, whoever he, you know, grimaced at yesterday or, you know, he gave this guy, flipped this guy the bird, like whatever, you know what I mean, like is going on there. It's the world versus the Buffalo Bills. And right now Josh Allen is – um one of the more impactful players in football. So I would I would sprinkle a little bit there. But, I mean, otherwise, again, I think it's going to be the one quarterback in the AFC, the one quarterback in the NFC. They're probably going to get the, 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 the most votes. Uh, let's talk Ravens-Rams. Uh, you talked about it uh, yesterday on the show, but MGM Game Day. 
Uh, you ended up probably seeing the game you were not expecting an overtime game. Yeah. It, it fly, flies over the total by 26 in the hook. You know, the weather is such a big story all week leading up to it was not in the game, but, uh, but you went as a fan, you, you got to br- bring your son. So how different was that experience? You remember the last time you were at an NFL game as a fan? It, I mean, it, it had been a long time since I was in an NFL game as a fan, as a fan, um, yeah, I mean, probably over 15 years. No, it was great. I mean, a wild game. Again, yeah, not yeah. how I, I thought it would go uh, on a multitude of levels. Uh, Ravens defense not uh, not playing up to its reputation. You know, Matt Stafford and the Rams, man, if they could they could thrive like that in that environment, I can tell you it was it was. Not a great day for a dome team. The weather wasn't what it was billed to be in terms of the 45-mile-an-hour wind gusts. But, like, it wasn't great, and the crowd was fired up, and they got a Ravens team off a of bye at home flying cross-country, and they gave them everything they could handle. So um, the Rams are going to be, the Rams are gonna be, I think, a handful down the stretch. But, yeah, I mean, to have a game, a game-winning pump return in overtime, like, yeah, for my, my you know, a 12-year-old's first NFL game, that it could have been – it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And frankly, it almost was a hell of a lot worse. Um, I thought we were maybe headed for a tie. Uh, so thank you, Tylon yeah. Wallace, for the punt return touchdown. <laughs> How do you rate the Eagles? They seem like they might be in a little bit of trouble moving forward. And they do have kind of a soft schedule. But how do you think this will affect them? A disappointing loss to the Cowboys. You know, look, they they've, they ran a gauntlet, as we all know. The schedule was not very favorable, and it's been a minute since we saw them against the kind of teams that most NFL teams beat up on every week. So I, I'm not ready to go um, jumping off, you know, the Eagles. Uh, honestly, I mean, it's just a weird game. I, I, it's amazing that they didn't run any, you know, more volume of plays in the red zone. You look at where those fumbles occurred on the field and how they occurred, I mean, it 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 obviously undermined everything they did offensively, you know. And defensively, they made those guys kick a ton of field goals. Like I I, I you know, look, you hold Dallas to three touchdowns at home when they're the more rested team and they haven't faced anybody lately, and you've been facing murderers row. You know, and you've got the, the star of the game is the field goal kicker. Like, if I'm Dallas, I'm thinking, all right. I mean, I'm sorry. If I'm the Eagles, I'm thinking, okay, all right. We we, we, we bowed up in the second half. We Hell, we outscored our offense in the second half. Like, we, we're going to – we're adding a linebacker, right? We're going to see what Leonard looks like. We've added some pieces. We're going to be okay. We're going to do what we always do, which is beat most of the teams in this league in the regular season – we're going to be the one seed in our division. We'll see about the conference. Um, so no, I'm not ready to go crazy and 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 jump off anything. You know, I think them like I, I was really impressed with what I saw. You know, getting Goddard back. I, I think you know they're going to be able to do some interesting things, maybe in twelve personnel moving forward. Um, the run game gives me a little pause. You know, it still just kind of fits and spurts. But I like them activating. Hurts right away with his legs. Now, again, they're one of them led to, right? One of those carries led to a really unfortunate turnover. Um, but I, I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And they're going to get, you know, I still think at least one home game in the playoffs. So I, I think the Eagles can still be a factor. 
Two-part question for you. Number one, what do you think about the Chiefs complaining and arguing about that Kadarius Tony call? And number two, could we live in a world where the Denver Broncos win the AFC West at 10 to 1 at BetMGM? Maybe there's something to it. Man, oh, man, I tell you what, how about that Russ touch uh, interception from two weeks ago? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just think Denver, mm-hmm. like Denver had Houston. I mean, if they won that one, then I would really be like, look out. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm making too much of it. I've been thinking about it a lot last night and then this morning, you know, as I kind of start to power rank and and get into my book and, and start to think about the coming weeks. Like, I, I do wonder a little bit about the psyche of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, they've been such front runners for so long. Like, there's been really no real true adversity. We haven't seen them have to sort of, um, especially this late in the season, you know, c- kind of maybe overcome some things. And even the, these perceived slights that they have, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm kind of like, thinking they're showing their true colors a little bit here in in terms of what we're going to get in the playoffs when um, they probably, you know, I think they're going to, if they're going anywhere, they're going to have to probably play at least one game on the road. Um, I don't know Mm -hmm. about them blowing the division, the division title just yet, but I don't think this team like sort of has the collective moxie right now to run the kind of gauntlet they're going to have to run in the AFC without them getting the week off and everybody coming to them. Like, I think, I think they're in trouble. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're looking like a bunch of front runners right now um, and a bunch of whining criers and it's a bad look for them. And with all they've accomplished, they should be better than it, but I'm not sure they are. And I think really when I'm watching Mahomes slam his helmet, what I'm saying is we ain't, not only are we not winning the Super Bowl this year, we ain't getting there. Like this group ain't good enough. We're not getting all the mm-hmm. calls. We're not getting all the bounces. You know, I look like a, a brat feeling sorry for himself. And I've been, I've, I've never said a bad, I'm one of the people who said Patrick Mahomes would be a superstar. You can go back and read the articles that I wrote coming in the combine. Like, I didn't think he'd be maybe the greatest quarterback ever, but like, I've been rah rah Mr. Mahomes forever, but this ain't it. And I don't think they're flipping the switch. I, I think they're showing you who they think they are with all this lashing out. Even the stuff Andy Reid's talking about, like, come on, dude, come on. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Bow up and win a football game at home. Stop it. Stop crying. <laughs> Score some points on an awful defense right now. Beat up defense in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Chiefs are one loss away from joining all these teams with six losses. We've talked about a couple of them in the Broncos and the Bills. Uh, strong opinion on any of the other ones, whether they're going to be in or out. It's uh, the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans now with the Stroud injury. and then. Maybe the Bengals are back in this. Well, look, I would have told you, and we probably did three, four weeks ago, like forget about the Browns and the Bengals after their quarterback injuries. But one of them, one of them probably does get in now. Um, You know, the the Texans are like, and we'll see, like, I kind of feel like the Packers might be the the NFC Texans. Like there's a part of me that wonders about them a little bit tonight. Um, Very young team meeting expectations that people didn't think like the bar has been raised, right? Like they raised it on themselves, but now can they go on the road? Can they do it on the road? Like I know at home, like, sure, maybe we saw Houston beat Denver at home. Was Houston going to win that game at Malheim? No, 
Nope. Uh, Houston playing in the elements in December. Dome team, really young dome team. Rookie head coach. You know, coordinator who might be reading his press clippings a little bit. No, I don't. I don't like that whole dynamic. And now the quarterbacks beat up. Um, so yeah, I think the door is there for a a, a Bengals or a Browns. And I just told you guys with Josh Allen, like I am not. I thought the Bills would win that game. I played that game, Bills money line. I played all the Josh Allen props. Like that game played. I played the hell out of Cook. Like they're they are like I feel like I got a feel for them right now. Like they know who they are. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run things through the running backs. They're going to let that quarterback score the ball in the red zone. Um, they've got some more gains they need to make defensively, but that's one they can build off there. Um, do I love the pass rush? No. Like I have issues with them. But I also think they found ways to lose a lot of games they probably shouldn't have lost. And looking very early, like Dallas is coming to them, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's probably going to be a Bills money line play for me. Oh, yeah. Mm. Titans at Dolphins, this number up to 14. And the Dolphins have six wins with 14 or more points, including the last two. What do you like tonight? Uh, I played it at 12, but that's long gone. Um, Look, I still think you could play Miami's team total, you know, and if you're putting some parlays together, maybe you alt that down just a little bit as one of the legs in your your parlays. Like if you think they call off the dogs at 28, you know what I mean? If 28 feels like the magic number, put that at 27 and a half. Um, Look, I think Tua's going to put on a show tonight. Now, is it going to include three touchdowns? You know, Dak put on a show last night, ended up with two touchdown passes, not three. I do still kind of like that plus 140 for, for Tua to throw three, though. I, I think McDaniel shows him off a little bit. The Titans pretty stout against the run. We all know about their issues in the secondary. You know, I think the cheetah is the cheetah. Uh, he's, he's probably going to have a touchdown in here. I know that that, you know, they're not paying you what you'd love for that, but you look at him at home, he's pretty much good for a touchdown. Um, you know, A-Chan, I, look, I, I think he's going to score a touchdown. I think he's going to go over his scrimmage yards. Maybe it ends up being a little more receiving than rushing. Um, there's just so many options, you know, for, for Miami. But that's kind of where I am on that. I think Tua goes over his passing yards. I, I do like Tua to end up throwing three. Um, and I think the main guys get in the end zone. Not sure where Mostert fits in. Uh but, I mean, you got backdoor potential, right? You got a Miami team looking ahead to Baltimore in a couple weeks. Like, do they need to hang 40 on these guys tonight? I, I I don't know, you know? And then does Levis do something in garbage time with D-Hop? So, I, I, yeah, I kind of told you guys where, where I am. Mm-hmm. About a minute to go. How about Packers-Giants? Green Bay six-point favorites on the road with a total of 37. Yeah, I haven't played a side or a total here. Um, I probably will end up going under small play. Um, I'll probably end up taking those points. I, I just feel like we might be overhyping the Packers a little bit, especially based off what they've done at home and done at home recently against some flawed teams like the Chargers and and the Chiefs. Um, I look. I like love to throw an interception tonight. He's thrown, I think, six of them on the road. He he throws the ball about nine times less per game on the road, and he's thrown more interceptions on the road. Right, the interception percentage spikes. They give me plus money on that. A young quarterback maybe trying to do too much. Watson isn't there, a go-to guy in the red zone. 
Giants have six interceptions the last two weeks. I'm also playing love to score any time. He has two rushing touchdowns. The thing is, nobody on the Packers has more than him, right? And Jones is beat up. Yeah. And you'd think Dylan would have a lot. He's a big back. He doesn't. And I could just see this kid, a broken play in the red zone, scoring from not a goal-to-go situation, but maybe scoring from the 11 or or maybe scoring from the 5 or scoring from the 7. I played it at plus 750 in the middle of last week when I first saw it. You could still get it around plus 500. I look at some of their red zone issues and say it, it might be that kind of a game where he just uses his athleticism sure. to score. Good stuff, Jason. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockin for him. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, our Monday night football doubleheader talk right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. How is Mike McDaniel supposed to be coach of the year if you can't remember the questions from reporters? I mean, come on, guys. Let's let's get with the program. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. It is a Monday Night Football doubleheader, and I believe we've all kvetched enough the fact that we have two games happening simultaneously instead of staggered starts the way God intended. Yet here we are. We'll start with the Titans and the Dolphins. Uh, Miami, 14-point favorites at home with a total of 46. Joe, how are you playing it? Mystery uncovered. Now we know why Aaron was in Florida this weekend. Come on. You think I wasn't going to notice that? I wish. (laughs) You got them all flustered. Can't questions. That's it. (laughs) Should have stayed in town a little longer. Just just happened to not play over the weekend. Yeah, big coincidence. Mm -hmm. Mm. I see. Yeah. I see. Are you actually right. in DC, by the way? Like, I know the setup looks the same, but I don't know if I trust it. Good call. Are we doing a show with AI Aaron? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> right. At, at least oh all the verbiage and uh, suggestive humor, like it's all there. So AI is doing a bang up job. How do we figure that out? Working a couple extra off days. Just put in AI, Joe, Joe Ostrowski for a day, uh, just once in a while. Um, I'm more interested in, in the Packers-Giants game, but yeah, it's going to be strange to have uh, two games going on at the same time in, in a random week later on in the season. The schedule's going to be changing a bunch. We're going to have a, a triple header come Saturday uh, in the National mm-hmm. Football League. But uh, as far as this line moving up all the way to a couple of touchdowns, I get it. I mean, the Titans case, is, it's a weak one. It's tough to get there. It, you're going against an explosive offense, and they, the Titans secondary is just so pathetic. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything on this game. Um, I thought about it, but now that we're at 14, I don't know. Yeah. It, would it surprise me if it ends up being something like last night or even worse than that? No, not at all. It, it should be. And In fact, I'd be a little disappointed – if the Titans cover the spread, but not going to bet on it. Uh, more have the other ones circled. By the way, I didn't even see it till this morning. It was shocking news to see that Frank Wycheck died. He's fifty. He was mm. fifty-two. Like, did you see that? He he hit his head mm. at his home over the weekend, and he used to be the the analyst in. He did sports radio there for a long time on uh, the, mm-hmm. the Nashville station, I believe, 104.5 The Zone. And he stepped away. I, 
I think, unfortunately, we're probably going to get news about how football really impacted him. And maybe this is part of the reason, because when he stepped away from all his media gigs, he said that he's like, I'm having a lot of, a lot of issues as far as my head goes. And he's like, I, I know I have CTE. Like he was saying this back in 2017. So I saw that story. I was like, God, um, all, every interaction I had super nice guy. I know he was like Mr. Titan. He was beloved down there. So I'm sure, man, too bad the game's not in Tennessee. I, you know, maybe there'll be a moment of silence or something like that, but you know, as far as this game, the Titans also, not only are they just not up to par, even on the same level as the Dolphins, it's like the, the good players they do have on the defensive line. I don't even know that they're playing. Jeffrey Simmons, he's already out. T.R. Tart, he's questionable for this game. Big run stuffer. Um, Teron Armstead, he's questionable. We'll find out, you know, 90 minutes before the game about him. But I don't know that it really, it really matters because it's going to be a, a beat up defensive front for the Titans. Uh, going against the Dolphins. Obviously, the goal is always you want to get pressure to Tua, but Dolphins should be able to name name the score. But I, I'm, I'm not really focused on this one. I'm focused on the other game. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm interested in Tyreek Hill. Um, he is four to one for first touchdown. He has scored. He's been on a streak with first touchdowns right now. So that's kind of fun. His prop is at one Oh six and a half. We talked about the Titans. Just he should have should air quotes, have a good game against this Titans defense, but one Oh six and a half is still like such a high number, but he crazy. I mean, hey, if it, yeah, yeah, I think he could still do it though. Is the thing. Oh, of course I am. I am interested in this one in terms of props, but the spread now that it's at 14, I just can't really stomach that one. Yeah, I, I'm with you too, AI Aaron. Like, I just can't believe <laughs> that 14 is something, you know, first off, AI Aaron, like if you're going to do air quotes, you actually have to visually do it, like put your fingers okay. up in the air. But this is the thing with machine learning is that machines are learning. So you put in new data, like me saying, do the finger air quotes thing, and then you're good. So yes, like you will be Aaron in no time. It will be fantastic. Uh, in the meantime, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about Tyreek Hill be here because, yes, uh, the prop of 106.5 is humongous. 99% of the money is on the over per bet MGM. Also, a lot of folks, as far as tickets are concerned, are betting the first touchdown at plus 375. They're betting anytime touchdown at minus 190. Goodness gracious. But I wonder, alt receiving yards wise, if that is a good look here. Because if you go over 110 yards, I'm finding minus 112. If you go over 125, it's plus 144. Over 150 is plus 280. And it is entirely possible that if the, the uh, Dolphins can name their score, then maybe there is an argument to be made that they want to highlight Tyreek Hill. They want to highlight Tua as far as individual awards. This game may be such a blowout mm -hmm. to where Mike McDaniel is actually think about thinking about these kinds of things. And so if that's the case, mm -hmm. do we want to bet on Hill to go absolutely nuclear here? Is this a safe bet? I Okay, so I totally get the idea of looking at props in this game. Here's my issue. The Dolphins should be able to name their score. They're going to put up points, right? I don't know yeah. where it's going. I don't know where it's coming from. 
if they want to pass, if they want to go through the air, they could probably do that. If they want to concentrate on their run game, which a lot of times is their bread and butter, now you've got Echan back in the fold. He ended up getting more carries last week than Mostert. If they want to do that against what looks to be you know, multiple defensive linemen out for the Titans, they probably can do that. I don't know what they're going to want to do. I expect them to be playing from out in front. So are they going to turn to the run game a little more than usual? That That's where I have a tough time with props on this game. Yeah, and like in terms of a safe bet, I'm not sure there's ever a safe <laughs> bet. You know what I mean? Like the, right. the value run. Play. Yeah, that Tyreek has been on first touch first touchdown score against the commanders jets and raiders the past three weeks can he do it again like will mcdaniel you know call that play and feed him it's it's interesting at plus 375 the fact that any time is minus 190 gosh that's almost unbettable Mm -hmm. right like who's gonna do that apparently the public is like they're they're putting a lot of tickets down for that and in some ways like yeah minus 190 like you know you're not getting much of a payout but if you're looking at say implied probability i mean can we imagine a game against this titans pass defense where tyreek hill isn't scoring like i certainly can't no yeah but it's also just come on three plus touchdowns is nine to one what? <laughs> Three plus is Did George just get curious only? here. <laughs> get out of here, man. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Has he done it's that this year? Only nine no, he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think no. he had. Yeah, even the 70 point game, like he didn't do that. Anyway, uh, so, how about we move on now? But no, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. I mean, is Love is going to have a million pass attempts going to be forced into that when they're down three touchdowns early in this game? It's like, I don't know. I'm. We can move on. I'm fine with that. But yeah, okay. I was just thinking <laughs> that, that they're going to be playing from behind. The number's 205 and a half. I mean, maybe attempts, but it's 31 in the hook. So, I mean, right. Vic Fangio's going to have some stuff dialed up for this dude. Have fun. Mm-hmm. I, I can't bet yeah, the Titans. Exactly. Yeah, sacks. They might give up early. Could also see that happening. So, yeah, no, nothing sure. with Will Levis that's positive or something where he's past prolific i can't do it okay let's move Mm -hmm. on now to the packers and the giants green bay six point favorites on the road with a total of 37 joe what do you like here okay so this numbers come down it was sitting at six and a half all week and now game day we're here at six it wouldn't surprise me if we get back bumped bumped up to the six and a half i don't know if it touches seven but that wouldn't surprise me but i i assume that a lot of that is injury report based final injury report comes out over the weekend for these monday games and out christian watson out jair alexander uh doubtful which in other in nfl terms is out quay walker the packers linebacker they're going to be missing some dudes and then questionable aaron jones Darnell Savage is safety. Stokes, a corner, is not good anyways. But uh, the injury is definitely a concern for me on the Packers side. And, guys, I'm, I'm in on the Giants. Uh, Tommy DeVito and company coming off the bye. It's just too, too many points. We've come too far. Last couple times we saw the Giants, it was a soft competition, but they did win. So they won a couple. They're going on bye. DeVito steals Tyrod's job. I didn't expect to be on the Giants in this spot, but – when the number gets posted at six, that's just where I'm at. Like, I respect everything the Packers are doing, but I look at them, they're going to be missing a handful of starters, probably four or five starters, and I expect this to be game. So I'm on the Giants. 
Yeah, I really love the way the Packers have been playing. Uh, this is a bigger number. I, I don't know if I'm that confident. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by like seven. I'm probably just going to stay away from the spread. I'm going to go back to my favorite bet, though, with Jordan Love. Back to his rushing prop over nine and a half. He go. has gone over that nine times at one of your favorite nine numbers. Nine times. Yeah, the Ferris Bueller. Let's run it back again. I'm going back to Jordan Love. I love <laughs> Tommy DeVito, maybe I'll go back to some of his props, but the Jordan Love rushing prop, I think he can easily go over this one, nine and a half. The sausage king of Green Bay going over nine and a half. <laughs> I had definitely, definitely on that portion that. Maybe he needs to be the cheese king. <laughs> but but that's not the line, though. It's anyway. Okay. Uh, yes, okay. I'm I'm backing the Giants here as well, and the reason is this. So when we are, when we are, I'll, I'll go to another team first to explain my point here. What's the biggest complaint that many have about Brock Purdy being in the MVP conversation? It's that he's got all these wonderful weapons around him and play design, mm -hmm. play calling. They're all top notch. So, yeah, just about any quarterback can go in there and be spectacular. Now, first off, that's not entirely true, but at least the argument is out there as to why we sort of discount Brock Purdy's achievements. I think that argument is way more pertinent with Jordan Love than it is Brock Purdy. I think Jordan Love is a quarterback who, when he has all of his weapons, especially under this Matt LaFleur system, he can be spectacular. But if things are missing, then he is a very different quarterback. Never mind his mobility in terms of being a passer. And look, game script could suggest that he will have to pass a good bit in a game like this. Uh, that's why his pass attempts are, are kind of high. I'm looking at a 31 and a half right now. Probably like the over as far as that prop is concerned. But Jordan Love needs everybody to be successful. And that Christian mm -hmm. Watson absence to me is huge in terms of what this Packers passing offense is going to look like going forward. I have a big problem backing Green Bay with such a large number. I think the Giants can very well keep this close because offensively, Green Bay is just not going to move the ball that effectively. It's going to be shorter passes. There may be mistakes involved. And Jordan Love throwing an interception, that's another look that I think is really significant here, Joe. Yeah, and of those weapons, good luck trying to figure out which one's a Dobbs game, which one's a Reed game. Yeah. When is Musgrave going to be involved? He does a pretty good job spreading it around. But, yeah, Watson certainly a potential uh, impactful loss. And when I say that, look how far we've come. Like, okay, yes, they've won, what, four of their last five games. Well, what were they? What was the closing number? Impressive wins, but. They were a five-and-a-half-point dog to the Chiefs. They were an eight-point dog to the Lions. They were a three-point dog to the Chargers, a three-point dog to the Steelers. They have been favored twice this year. One-and-a-half against New Orleans in Week 3, three-and-a-half against the Rams in Week 8. Nothing close to this number. Now we're talking about six on the road. And, I mean, that's just where I'm at as far as that goes. Like, okay, no, this is this is an over-adjustment here. And, and it's not like the Giants are playing as awful as they were for much of the first half of the season. Yeah, Tommy DeVito's really energized this team. Did anyone consider Saquon props? Six, yeah. 69 uh, and a half. Of course. Uh, 
longest rush over 16 and a half yards. I like no. that look a lot. Like, I could see him breaking free a couple of times where he might. You're laughing. Why are you laughing at No, he could go over this. He's gone over it like six times this season. Yeah, absolutely good. This is Becky yeah. All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we blow the dust off of a classic segment, Nickel or Dime. That's right here on the oh, Becky yes. All Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This guy right here, line up the heck up, all right? And I'm sorry, he, he hey, should be on side. Hey, hey, guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe. He it's a toe I don't like. Anyway, so like uh, what did you say? I just said it's a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toes likes toes. Uh, I like, hey. you know, I like toes. I don't like this toe. Oh, Come on, no. line up on freaking side for crying out loud. See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. This is not the moment for it. I, I apologize. Say, hey, all right. Kadarius Tony, if you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. That's that's one of the more uncomfortable things I've heard all day today, and that's really saying something. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Yes, feet and toes and Rex Ryan. What could possibly go wrong? Of course he would chime in. Of course it was going to happen. No doubt about it. Uh, anyway, uh, we're blowing the dust out of an old segment. Uh, but now uh, to do just that, we're now going to bring in uh, one of our favorite guys here on the BetQL Network. None other than the man who is marketing Shohei Otani Blue Jays memorabilia. It's Jake Hassan with Nickel or Dime. Motherfuck guy. It's time for Nickel or Dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on Nickel or Dime on BetQL Daily. Yeah, if, uh, if you want to show Hey Otani slightly used Blue Jays jersey, uh, hit my line. I got I got tons of them, so I'll give you a great deal. Were you mad, Jake? Were you <laughs> mad? I mean, I wasn't mad. I, I think it would have been more fun if he went to the Blue Jays because now, like you guys were talking about in the in the, one of the breaks or something, like now people are just going to tune out. All right, great, he went to the Dodgers. They're already going to be really good. People are just going to be like, all right, great, see you in October. Like, people aren't going to care, and then they're going to lose to an 82-win Diamondbacks team in the wildcard round, <laughs> and everybody's going to be mad all over again. Like, And then well, we're going to have the see, same was, stupid conversations yeah. we had last postseason. I, but that's great. That's opportunity for us, right? Because sure. people are going to look at it. Or they're going to forget what just happened again, and they're going to say, well, I mean, nobody's going to beat the Dodgers. Maybe the Braves, that's about it. And it's going to be another, you know, maybe another team. In we the just did this whole song and dance with the Braves. I, oh, they have I a know. bunch of guys that hit 20-plus home runs. They have great pitching. Like, they have Strider, and then they lost in the wild card round. It's going to be one of those two teams for sure. And then, yeah. Like, it's fine. do people not realize, and I'll make this case later too, like once we get closer to the season, obviously it's December 11th right now, but like who's pitching for the Dodgers? 
Who's there? Walker Bueller's coming off Yank- Tommy John surgery. Otani can't Yankees pitch this year. Yeah, Otani can't ex- pitch. Yeah, it's exactly. the exact same conversation with the Yankees. We're doing the same Good. exact thing. Great, you're going to score Good. a million runs. How are you stopping a million and one? Like, what what are we doing here? Like, you're going to have to have conversations. I saw a tweet over the weekend. Like, Otani's going to be in that locker room trying to get Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts to not be scared of Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fought. Like, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. How many teams at the top of the World Series odds are we kind of looking at? Like, no, no, not interested. We went over it last week with the uh, Yankees. And now we're – I'm not saying they're not going to win because they could just overpower anyone. But – there's no reason to bet on them at this number. And right. and by the way, I thought that was funny. It was already so short to start that the number didn't really move after bringing in the greatest player in the world. It barely yeah. moved. Right, because mm-hmm. they're already really good. I mean, it's yeah, yeah there's nothing to do here. Dodgers yeah. plus 550 World Series on MGM, no thanks. Yankees 950, no thanks. Like they just we might as well wait. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you might as well wait and because they're still got like Bellinger's in Toronto right now. Like, and if you're looking and paying attention on Instagram or Twitter, Cody Bellinger's in Toronto right now as we speak. That could be nothing, could be something, but there's still a ton of guys that need to be signed. Who knows where Yamamoto's going to go? Who knows where there's like three other yeah. Japanese all stars that need to be signed? Like, the sushi dinner. Yeah. Shout out Yusei Kikuchi <laughs> just sitting alone at an empty sushi restaurant by himself, <laughs> which is tough. Yeah, hate which, to see which it. It's very sad. Well, <laughs> and also too, Jake. Like in terms of the timing of these free agents, like this may take a while. Like it, nothing's yeah. going to be decided anytime soon in terms of like some of these right. other big names. So, I mean, shouldn't that also matter in terms of like our timing for placing World Series bets? But this is going to be lasting and hanging over our heads for months. I think. Yeah, I mean, you might have one team, like the Blue Jays might be desperate now since they lost out on Otani, but I mean, everybody else, I mean, they're just going to wait. I mean, it's almost Christmas. These, like we saw this last winter. Like, these teams are yeah, exactly. fine waiting until after the holidays. They'll drag it out mm-hmm. until January, February. Wait, wait, really wait, who's the alleged uh, front runner for Yamamoto now? It depends who you ask, but somebody, in, you, oh, one okay. of the Mets or the Yankees. I still kind of think the Giants are desperate too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, they gotta make there were a lot of teams that were trying to spend money. Cubs, too. Like, all the teams that were in the mix for Otani. Now what are they going to do with that money? If they don't spend it, oh, their fan base is going to be really upset. Like, wait, you were yeah. trying to get this guy, and now you're not going to spend? Now you're going to save for the future? Yeah. Uh, Dodge, now we see some division odds. Uh, Dodgers minus 240. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Like, I, the, my stance is the same as it was with the my stance is the same yeah. with, the, like we said, it's like the Yankees conversation. I can't wait to bet the Orioles. I cannot wait to bet the Orioles. Like, I hope the Yankees sign Yamamoto. I will be bridge jumping, to use a Ken Barkley term, on the Orioles. Can't wait. Same thing with the Diamondbacks. You think the Diamondbacks are done? They're linked to J.D. Martinez still. They just signed Eduardo Rodriguez. I can't wait to bet the Diamondbacks. Famously a huge Diamondbacks guy. I'll go back to that well. That's fine with me. <laughs> I can't wait to be the – I'm going to run it back in 2024. Big Orioles and Diamondbacks guy. Can't wait. Tigers, too. We'll see. Maybe we might be adding Pirates <laughs> to the portfolio this year. As far as the bottom oh. feeders, we might be adding the Pirates to the portfolio. Oh. oh switching centrals. Okay. Okay. 20 to Fine. 1. Pirates. Fine. We'll see. Right. Fair enough. That's never gone wrong for me before, taking a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll go on year four right? of Aaron not letting me uh, live the Tigers down. 
That'll be really fun. Yeah. Can't, can't wait for that one. Right. It's predating uh, the show now. It is. It's a you know we're a big uh, bit show now. Huge. Yeah. Got to do it. All right. Well, we have a new uh, nickel or dime question added at the last second. Uh, shout out Paul Aspen, producing on the fly. Uh, would you rather go the nickel five hundred on the Blue Jays World Series sixteen to one, or the dime a thousand dollars on the Dodgers World Series six to one? Mm-hmm. Blue Jays sixteen yeah. to one. I'll take the value. Still gonna same. Yeah. Dodgers could spend all this money. You just never know if it's gonna work. Injuries could happen. So give me the value. We call this the law of diminishing returns, where, yes, adding Otani, he's a phenomenal player, best in the game, but the Dodgers were already like a 100-win team anyway, so what do they go up to, 110 because of this? Well, that right. still means you win the division, still means you're probably getting uh, the top spot in terms of the NL playoffs, so what? It, it doesn't matter. Like, we see road teams win in the baseball postseason all the time, so give me the 500 on the Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays, at the end of the day, have a rotation. The Dodgers currently mm-hmm. have one pitcher. I, I don't know if Vlad Jr. is ever going to be what he was in a minor league ballpark. Probably not, because, you know, he's in an actual ballpark now. But, like, you have Kevin Gosman's awesome. Jose Barrios was awesome down the stretch. Chris Bassett was unbelievable down the stretch. I'll take the actual pitching, at least. Uh, I do hate Vlad Jr. I don't know what... I don't know what, what is happened? the deal with this guy, because I don't get it. Do I don't you? get it. It's just, it's so... He seems like such fear. a fun guy. I, I don't like hate him as a person. I just like, just figure it out. Just like, I don't understand what is happening with this guy. He had one good year where he played like an MVP in the Buffalo ballpark, and then he started playing games in Toronto again, and just all of a sudden he can't hit. It doesn't make sense. I hate it so much. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He seems like a lot of fun to hang out with. Hit my line, let's go out some time. But, like, dude, figure it out. I don't know. Maybe they'll trade him for Dylan Cease. I don't really care at this point. I do care a lot. But, anyway, I digress. Uh, All right. Football. Can I ask you a real quick question, real quick question, Jake, about the Blue Jays? Like, could you see John Schneider getting fired, like, midseason? They bring in someone else, and they just figure it out? They'll scapegoat him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And they they threw him under the bus after the playoff loss, so I could totally see them doing that again. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's another reason to bet the nickel here is, like, I could see them making a change, but you don't get rid of Dave Roberts, like, midseason. Yeah, they could fill these. Like, you're stuck with Yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, all right, to the NFL, would you rather go the nickel 500 on the Chiefs Super Bowl plus 750 or the dime on Bill's money line versus the Cowboys minus 122? Chiefs Super Bowl. This is this awful. Wrong. Yeah, this number's <laughs> wrong. Give me the Bills at home. Yeah, I I think they're going to go on a tear, and it's going to shock a lot of people. Now you got the Cowboys on on the road uh, after their uh, three-game uh, homestand that they just had. It's going to be a much different situation. Give me Buffalo. And this one's tough because the Cowboys are also rolling, and I just keep waiting for Patrick Mahomes and company to turn things around. And, well, time's running out, kids, so I'm not going to put my money on them for Super Bowl plus Hell 750. No. I guess if you had to twist my arm, I'll take Bill's money line at minus 122. 
I'll take the dime here just because, first off, the Chiefs, you know, offensively, they're very problematic. Defensively, they've got a lot of injuries occurring. And it was only a couple of years ago when a random AFC team made the Super Bowl on the Bengals. It don't seem so random now. But at the time, I think a lot of us were pretty surprised that it was Cincinnati making a run all the way to the end. So in that respect, like, it could be just about anybody in the AFC. Yeah, the Ravens look really good. The Dolphins will look really good tonight but it could be somebody random. So I don't like that value at plus 750. All right, real quick, sneak in an NFC one. Would you rather go the nickel on the Packers, NFC North at 11 to one, or the dime on the Ravens, second Super Bowl favorite at six to one? Man, that was shocking that the Ravens defense was that bad yesterday at home, all that time to prepare against the Rams that were in a difficult spot going across the country after everything they've done. I'll, I'll go Packers just because I think the Lions are bettable, even though I believe they'll end up winning the division. But uh, I'll go Packers, Nickel. I just think if you're looking at an AFC team to win the Super Bowl, it's more wide open. So I would not bet the Ravens at 6-1. to one. So give me the Packers. It, it does uh, make me a little weary because the Lions have the Vikings twice, but why not? I think the Bears showed us how to contain Jared Goff and company, whether Jared Goff is playing outdoors, indoors, whatever it is. There are lessons to be learned from that game. So uh, as far as the Packers are concerned, they are very much alive to win this division 11 to 1. Love that value. Absolutely love it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we turn the page to week 15 in the NFL. That's right here on the BetQL Network.